What's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode 19 of The Hard Stuff with Bailey and Caleb. Uh, let's get right into it, as yeah. always. Let's start off with the mystery drink. Yeah, yeah so... Bailey's this, choice today. Yeah, this was my, my pick this week. We got... Blackwell Fine Jamaican Rum, and it has the 007 James Bond logo on the front. Interesting. So this is a 40% dark rum, 750 milliliters, three cups, cost me $80. Really? Yeah. So this is either going to be the best rum we've had, or it will suck something fierce. Yeah, so here's the precursor to this. We walk into the studio today, he's like, I have no fucking hope for this yeah. liquor. Yeah, I really don't have a whole lot of faith in it. Uh, Chris, Chris Blackwell, born into a family long settled in Jamaica, exporting bananas. Uh, oh, and coconuts and rum. So, there you go. Somebody born into a Jamaican family decided to make a Jamaican rum, and he. I don't even really know. Oh, he played James Bond at one point. He played James Bond. I guess so. I don't know. His I main guess. character, Bond, James Bond, with Blackwell Fine Jamaican Rum. I guess I don't know the heritage. Me either. Whatever. Let's get into Let's the see this ball for a second. I just want to take a look. It's nice. It's all black. You can't even see the liquor inside of it. I wonder if this logo partnership is like official or if it was part of his like film contract then. Ooh, maybe. Like, hey, I'll act, but I need a little side action here when I'm done. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, this is part of my kickback. Okay. It it says nothing about the flavor profile. It, yeah, absolutely nothing. I'm trying Product to think though, like, so what does this compare to? Like, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of what a more expensive rum would be. Yeah, me either. I, I don't drink rum number one, and I don't know a good rum from a bad rum. So, I don't either. Like, yeah, rum is always. I mean, compared to bottom what, shelf cheap because yeah, it mixes well with coke compared to what we've had on the show what have we had on the show kraken yeah so hypothetically the price tag says this is better than kraken yeah because kraken's oh, 50 bucks i think all right a little sniff test i think you know what i thought that was gonna be worse give you a little whiff of that that's that smells really good, actually. Yeah, like, as yeah. far as rum goes, that's like, ooh. All right. I think we go straight first, right? Got her. Ooh, I'm actually, I'm getting excited little for dark. this. Little it's dark. It's got some, like, not, it's got a little bit of viscosity to it, thickness. <laughs> it's not super runny. Normally, <laughs> I, that's a better sign for liquor. Okay, great, because I don't know if I'm Look looking for a, a thick rum. Oh, it is. It is a little thicker. All right. That smells really good. Yeah, it smells like it's going to taste great. It does, so odds are it's not. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. Okay, cheers. You bet. That's interesting. It is weird. It is. Something, something's different. It's definitely the most flavorful rum I've had. I just can't it's, yeah, pin all the flavors. It's full-bodied. <laughs> That's my description of it. It's full-bodied because I don't know all the curves. Uh, I don't even know how to put an opinion on this. this. is really interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I like it or not, to be honest. When you go to drink it, like, take a waft of it in. I don't like it. After that second drink, little, I let it sit on the tongue a little bit. Not for me. I, I don't I, really drink rum, though, so... I mean, as a rum, not bad, but... I don't know if I would buy this as an $80 rum drink again. I don't know. I think you, if you were a big rum drinker, I think this would mix well. It has a very different body to it that I think would complement a lot of other flavors. I get, like, I, I'm not a fan of it at all, but I could see that going well with some kind of banana drink. Oh, interesting. Yeah, actually. Just with the flavor profile. Yeah. I mean, I hate bananas, but I do think it would not be bad. I'm in the same boat, but that, that's what that gives me a tint of. Yeah. It's like, I don't even know how to describe that. I don't know what that like full bodiedness really is. I can't pick a flavor because there's a lot of them. 
There, there is. It's not just one. It, it's good, and it's not like a traditional spice drum or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't hate it. Okay, rum by itself. I, I do want to see. We have a Coke in here. I want to see how this mixes. Yeah, I threw the lid on the floor. Probably your most common thing, at least around here, is rum and Coke. We're classy like that. All right. That's really good. I still got poor mine. What did you do, like half and half, basically? Uh, a little diluted. I'm going to add a bit more. All right. No pocket knife today either. We're, I fucked up. I'll be honest with you. I left it in the truck as my wife drove away. <laughs> oh, that's really good with a Coke. Yeah. That's Oh, yeah. I'll put a little more rum in that for sure. Okay. So as a rum, what do you say? It's full-bodied. We have no idea what it really tastes like. That's what I mean. It's kind of the mystery. I'm going to give it honestly for taste because i couldn't sit there and sip it very well it'd be like a six and a half yeah i'm not even that high i think i'm at like a five yeah probably because i don't really like rum in the first place but it's just yeah like you said it's not a it's not a sipping drink but as a mix as it's far good. as coke goes it's delicious and I, I really think that would go well into a rum mixed drink something fruity yeah i think like, that like would a proper it. mixed drink not yeah. just a not just a rum and coke Anything you get in a tall glass with a freaking piece of fruit and umbrella in Jamaica. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, that's fair. So just as a rum and coke, I'm going to say I'm probably at like a seven. I'll go seven and a half because if I, off memory, you're not drinking it, I'd probably put Captain Morgan's at a seven. That's fair. I don't put Captain Morgan's that high, <laughs> so I'm still at a seven. <laughs> All right. There you go. So Blackwell 007. Uh, if you're a rum guy... I would say pick it up. Yeah, give it a go for sure. If you're not a rum guy, don't buy an $80 bottle of rum. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And All if right. you're... Yeah, I, I agree with that very much, actually. Let's All get into it. Okay. What do we got? You you wrote most of the list this week. I was... Uh, I'm still kind of getting over being sick, so we're just... Uh, I'm chilling, but you got this show under wraps, apparently. Yeah, so let's start it off with just because today we sat down, we watched a lot of golf today. We did watch a lot of golf today. For anyone that doesn't know what's going on, it's the Waste Management. Yeah, Waste Management Pro-Am Open. Yeah. And I think Kepka finished the day tied for the lead. Yeah, it was... Did he? Very uh, very close. Within one stroke, we have Kepka, Shoffley, uh, that foreign fellow. The God, up and comer. That, yeah, the up and coming guy. Fuck, I can't remember his name. That makes me sound like a piece of shit. Thigala. Thigala. And he finished first actually today. Oh, he did. Minus 14. Kepka straight in second. And then Shoffley and Cantley and Gooch in third. Oh, Gooch ended up in third. Wow. He yep. must have had a decent back nine. We didn't get to watch that pairing today. No, we didn't watch any of them really. Same with uh we didn't really see any JT today. But anyways, we watched today. It's day three. Yeah. For uh, <laughs> We watched it pretty much all day, actually, and it was exciting for the fact it was it was really well done in the broadcast. It kept everything very current. There wasn't much downtime. The golf was good. The weather was good. The crowds were really good. Were they ever? We'll get to that. <laughs> it, it was a good day for golf, and outside of like some of the big names that we always talk about on the show, there was a lot of relevant players still. Yes, there was. This seemed like a great tournament for the young guys. It was the young guys and Brooks. Yeah, that yeah, really was at the short top. of Bryson. Well, but we don't even see him in the top 20. Well, no, he's injured still. Well, okay, sorry. I don't really count him as a young guy because he makes millions of dollars driving at 400 yards. Like, yes, he's young, <laughs> but he's not one of these newer guys. Fair. Okay. So what we have with Cantley, Shoffley, Scheffler as well. Yeah. Homo was there. Um, Spieth was playing today. He didn't do too hot. No. Uh, Rom, ooh, he finished down 20th. Yikes. He fell off a little bit. But anyway, let's just cut right to it. So arguably, hole 16 at TBC Scottsdale, one of the most recognizable holes in golf, and especially on the PGA Tour, Yeah, with the stanchions, with the stadium set up. Uh. We got some news yesterday off of it. We got some news today off of it. It's been an interesting 16th hole this weekend, to say the least. 
So do you want to start with the good or the bad? Let's start with the good. I got to, I knew you weren't in the room. I got to sit there and watch a hole-in-one today live. Yeah, your first live hole-in-one. From Mr. Sam Ryder. Sam, yeah, so Sam Ryder, I think it was playing 124 yards yeah. today, it said. Yeah. Kind of two-hop, took a left bounce off a draw with a wedge. That's just it. Everyone that was playing to the pin, there was a couple that were close. It was a really aggressive green. And if it looked like it was going at the hole, it would hit the green and go yeah. any other way. Yeah, there was kind of like a, a short side pin. Uh, you couldn't miss left because there was a bunker. Mm-hmm. And if you missed short, you rolled down the hill. So aggressive pin location. Guys were attacking it all day. Lots of boos, lots of yays. And like you said, Ryder, it's a hole in one. Yeah, number 10 in, we, what did we do it, over 40 years or something, 30 years? Yeah, the 10th hole in one on that hole in 40 years. The first one in eight years, I believe, since 2015. 2015, yeah. So seven years. But so the funny thing with that for anyone, go and look at the clips and stuff because Sam Ryder is a good golfer. He's not a top player all the time. No, it wasn't really in contention this weekend. Like he did make the cut, but he's sitting at minus six, I think. So he's eight strokes back. Yeah. But you'll, you'll see it in the clip. The hype is awesome because everyone's out. It's one of the biggest events in golf right now without the COVID happening. So the stands were quite full. They said they were 17,000 people in yeah. the stands just at hole 16. Yeah. So anyways, you can imagine everyone's watching. Even the commentators are doing their thing, sitting there, sitting in front of 16 so you can see everything going on. This hole in one goes in and the crowd erupts. Like, they lose their fucking minds. I've seen smaller rainstorms go over the Amazon forest. The amount of beer that poured out of the sky <laughs> and beer cans and other shit getting tossed on the green and tossed into the stands. That looked like a college basketball game or a football game. Yeah. For anyone that wants to see it, it's reposted on our Instagram too. Oh, is it already? Yeah. You are on the fucking ball. It, God, I it love is that. just awesome. So there we go. We have... Uh, great hole in one. Your first you've ever seen live. I yep. missed it. I was pretending to work. But let's flip a little bit. Let's go to go to the bad on sixteen. Uh, yesterday, I believe it was. We have Matt James, The Bachelor. Yeah. You, like I got no idea who this guy is. We don't watch the yeah, show. Not at all. We know this guy because he was a, a guest appearance at hole sixteen. Got to have his tee shot. His moment in glory. And it it went so there so were well. there there was an injury like I mean let's just call it what it is. <laughs> so this guy shows up to the tee box in uh, overall shorts. It looked like it looked like he was ready to go fishing. I don't know what that outfit was honestly. Yeah, it it was the country yeah back creek fishing. Yeah, thing. it looked like he was ready to go just creek fishing. He had like short overalls on. He had his little bucket cap and his long sleeve shirt and barefoot. Yeah, he was too, actually. <laughs> and I'm not sure if this man's ever golfed in his life before. It looked like he has because it looked like he could swing a golf club. Yeah, he teed up strong. Yep. And he takes a straight nine iron shank right off the toe and directly into a camera <laughs> cameraman's yeah, like shins. Hits, yeah, it was awesome. The crowd doesn't really know what happens. They all react. He goes over to check on the guy. Actually, picks up his ball first. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He picked up the ball first and then said, "Oh man, are you all right?" Oh, uh, how do you? There's no being a celebrity. Like you know that clips everywhere. Yeah, now. there's no coming back from that, right? I don't think so. And not in golf, at least. He might sit next year's out. Yeah, well, I would. If I was the cameraman, I would also sit next year's out if I see him on the on the card. Yeah. Fuck. So, I want to kind of bring that in. Are, uh, even with the professionals, I mean, pros hit bad shots. Pros hit shanks. Do the cameramen and the and the uh, and the fans put a little too much faith in some of these players? Because we've seen like I don't think it matters. Like I think you go to an event like that and you definitely don't expect it, but when it happens, it's oh well. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like you put so much effort into getting those spots, whatever. Yeah, but like, it's like sitting in the splash zone oh, at man. SeaWorld. You know it could happen. No, at SeaWorld, you know it's going to happen. <laughs> at a golf course, it, and I'm not even only talking tee shots. Like we've seen Tiger hook one left into the viewing area, and they leave him like a six foot wide opening to blast his three iron out of the rough. Yeah, but I don't know. I think you have to take it differently when you're watching just the pros like that caliber. 
you don't expect it it happens it happens but you're not like hmm, i wonder but when you get into these pro-ams with all these guest players i'm not saying that almost everyone that plays is at least decent at golf but it's the nerves and that's what i was going to get on you look at tons of people that played this week professional athletes aaron Rodgers. Yep. A few others, they all talk about getting super nervous on these tee boxes in front of these crowds. Which is incredible, especially when, like you said, we are talking about Aaron Rodgers, a guy who's played in the Super Bowl, a guy who's won numerous NFL MVPs. Yeah. Like, he plays in front of crowds way fucking bigger than any golf event we've seen ever. Weekly. We Yeah, every week in Green Bay. Well, for now. Yeah. But to have a guy like that say he's nervous... I'm definitely not going to be the cameraman on some fucking absolute nobody from The Bachelor. Exactly. I don't know. You think about it, though, it's no different than being the end zone cameraman in football. Like, you're going to get rocked by 300 pounds. You know what? I don't know if I'm going to be that guy either. So, (laughs) (laughs) But it's fun seeing them kind of bring in the crowds, like, especially with the waste management, I think. It is one of the less serious serious tour events yeah especially with the way that it's set up yeah like it is a pro-am technically but a lot of big name guys do try really hard like there was some big names out this weekend maybe not playing great golf but there was still a freaking eight and a half million dollar purse yeah like it's nothing to scoff at but i like that they're kind of it making it more of like the people's game when you do it like this just for anyone that cares i didn't get to watch a lot of it but go back and look at the bill mary clips he killed it yeah, that's true. Bill Murray's always kind of been a golf stud, though. Yeah. The backwards putt. Whew. Exactly. Love that. Got to Google that one. If you're not sure what we're talking about, the Bill Murray backwards putt is incredible to watch. And he owns it. Oh, that's yeah. all there is to it. Yeah, he's like confident as hell, just walks up, gives it a slap, and then she goes. But so there, and hopefully we get to watch a little bit of day Final four round tomorrow. tomorrow, yeah. Uh, that'll be turning off at 3.30 Pacific time, though, for us because mm. we're moving into something much bigger for the day. Well, we'll see. Big, <laughs> bigger or not, we'll see. It, it definitely is bigger. It could be an upset. So we touched on this last week. Who's your pick? I still have Cincinnati. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I've been kind of watching like the social media updates and how Cincinnati is preparing for this. And even their young guys... Jamar Chase, uh, especially, he is so invested in this team and all the superstitions that follow football and all this that walking into the UCLA stadium this morning, this morning or yesterday afternoon, he wouldn't even let his teammates walk on different sides of the post to enter the field because he's superstitious, he's all in, and he knows that if the rookie receiver's all in, the rest of the team is fucking all in. And Cincinnati is going to ride that. Okay. I'm not going to argue that with you. I don't think that matters whatsoever. It matters. Your one-man superstition doesn't override what I consider a much more talented team. Talented where? Uh, OBJ. Come on. Is better than who? Everyone. You're telling me right now OBJ is better than Jamar Chase? No. Oh. But he's going to one-hand catch to win that. You're telling me Matt Stafford's better than Joey Burr? Yes. What? (laughs) Yeah, we saw that in his career with the fucking Lions. I just think... Oh, my God. I'm happy that they went there, and it was all... I can't even say it was an upset. It was just a surprise. It was, honestly, no one expected that. Yeah, if you looked at this four weeks ago, nobody's picking Cincinnati in the final. And I just... Actually, I put a lot on the home field advantage. Home field advantage, home field crowd. Yeah, yeah especially when you get to the super bowl it's your highest tension of the year pressure everywhere you're really trying to focus what's going on in the huddle what's going on with the teams and then you get home defense getting to fuck you up yeah i mean that's fair but cincinnati didn't really have home field all playoffs true they don't care and yeah they did beat out like i i I think it's going to be a good game i'm still putting my money on la that's fair. And it will be a good game. Win or lose, Cincinnati is going to put up a good game. And I'm just, if that kicker, once again, can't remember his name, but if Cincinnati's kicker kicks another game winning field goal in his rookie season, he's going to get one nice payday. 
he's going to get one nice night with whoever he wants. <laughs> Fuck this whole I'm going to Disneyland after winning the Super Bowl. I'm going downtown L.A. to whichever strip club that I feel like buying that night because you know he's getting the payday. Are we going to hear those famous words? Yeah. I think so, just because it's a green enough players everywhere. Well, yeah, it's... And in L.A. Yeah, if you're not sure what we're talking about, so anytime anybody wins the the Super Bowl, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? I'm going to Disney World. Yep. Somebody always says it, and I did actually, I was reading into it a little bit last week, week before maybe. It is now just kind of an open contract for any player It is in the Super Bowl. win Win or lose, if your team does win... If you say that, you will get your trip paid to Disney World and whatever the kickbacks are. For you and your family, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like we're definitely going to hear it. If L.A. wins, Stafford's absolutely going to say it, and you know he will. (laughs) If Cincinnati wins, I'm going to guess it's going to be somebody on the O-line because Joey Bird, I I just don't think he gives a fuck what happens. Like (laughs) We've seen him win with LSU and just go to immediately smoking cigars and win the Heisman. He went undefeated like... That guy, I can't see saying it. Jamar Chase, I don't know. Maybe. He's still a rookie, though. I want to know for the players, because, like, whatever, the contract's there. These guys, for anyone that doesn't know, like, you get kickbacks for how far you make it in the playoffs. You get more money if you win the Super Bowl, stuff Mm -hmm. like that as a teammate. So, like, you're making money regardless. So, I want to know if the players joke about it, think about it, whatever, in the locker room, just for call it the legacy or the gimmick of it now yeah who's gonna say it yeah who's, who's gonna say it when we win because it, it, they're not thinking about oh i get my trip paid for like oh my god i get to go to this. no it's just so i'm gonna like, be the guy it, on i'm gonna TV. be the one yeah first one on camera yeah i it will be said though i think we know that no matter what happens yeah it's been said every year for like the last fucking 40 years it'll be said <laughs> are you are you still confident on your prediction yeah score wise yeah Bengals by three by three yeah it'll okay. be the kick Oh my god. It'll be the kick. I'll lose it. I might fucking call up Vegas tomorrow morning and just put ten bucks down. Please do. Not for the spread, but just for the last three points of the game to be a Cincinnati kick. Last no no no. Last three winning points. Sure. I don't care. If they're down by ten and they get a kick, it don't matter. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Win win by three and it's gotta be a kick. I'll throw ten dollars on Vegas on that. So, obviously, this episode's going to be going up right probably, after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I say it's going to be after the Super Bowl. So, we'll touch next week on what happens with our predictions. Yeah. I, I'm I'm getting excited. Like, we even work. I'm hoping to get off a little bit early to watch it. It's a cheat day tomorrow, meal-wise. It's, it's going to be a good day all around. Golf, football, and shitty food with some good liquor. Well... I'll bring Blackwell, but I don't know if you'd call it good liquor. I got a bottle of Screwball in the freezer right now. Oh, nice. Good call. Good call. So regardless, <laughs> if my prediction goes tits up, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it still. All right. So let's move in. We're, we've been talking this week for our own personal golf season coming up. It's coming quick. We're it, getting decent weather. I say that's just it. I, I even thought about that today on the drive home. It's We say it's coming quick. It's really not. Like we're no. still two months out, probably. Yeah, yeah. Depending on if we leave for a trip, we're a month and a bit out. If we don't, then we're two months out. But I am getting excited. It's it's gonna be a busy year, I think. Like between the two of us, we just got a lot of shit going on. But golf is always a good one. We we manage to make time to get out and just escape it. Yeah, I mean, we are definitely not uh, religious golfers by any means. We're not like the guys are like, okay, same time every week, Tuesday, Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday. It's more it, like we pulled a 16. I don't really want to go to bed. Fuck it. Let's Yeah, it's go like, hey, golfing. you got four hours after a night shift? Okay, let's go golfing. So I want to talk about it. You got any big goals? I think. Not, last, not even big goals, but just a goal for golf this year. I think so, because last year my goal was to have fun. Yeah. And I think I did a good job of that. My, I, I think I generally improved. I had fun with it. We got out a lot. Yeah, we didn't take the game quite seriously last year. Like, we did play, we kept score, but we weren't just trying to shoot low scores. Exactly. We were having a good time golfing. We're seeing, I think my goal this year is I don't want to focus on score as much yet. I want to just transform it into a very technical game. Yeah. Like, I want to slow play it a little bit more, 
take the time to focus and think through my shots, like bring a lot more of the intellect into the game. Yeah. And then improve off that. I think like you and I are both bad for it. Honestly, it's like, Oh, Hey, we're two forty out over water. <laughs> Three wood or seven iron layup. And we're both bad calling each other out. Well, you can't fucking lay up. Yeah. So I, I agree. I think the, the kind of mental side of the game was going to be really good for both of us in lowering scores. Mm-hmm. And aside from that, just like the consistency, because you and I can both go out and shoot an 89. On our best day, we're going to shoot an 89. And on our worst day, we're going to shoot 127 with 48 lost balls. This is true. So I think it's just like the consistency for us. But see, and I don't even mind that. It'll be the consistency of like when we want to play. Because I'm a firm advocate of golf that you have to go out and be able to just have stupid fun. Mm-hmm. I don't care if there's certain games, a lot of games, if you shoot 110. Who cares? Yeah. And but I think that's just it. I We've got the bags. We've invested the time and effort and money into just updating last year. Yeah. So I want to just take it a little more seriously but not chase the score to be competitive yet. No, no, it's not about chasing the score. I think it's just about putting the game together. Yeah, I agree with that. Because, like, we both have talked about it recently, like what we thought we were strong at last year and what we know we were super weak at last year. Yeah. Like, I don't have a short game worth a dog's dick, but my iron striking is not bad. Your short game is a lot better than mine, but, like, your long clubs aren't as good. Yep. So we both have our stuff that we're going to – I think that's what I want to work on. It's not quite golf. It's going to be pieces of golf as I play. I agree with that. And for me, I want to, because the big thing is, is even when I'm having fun or if I'm chasing score and it might've been because like we had a very strong COVID summer. So the courses were really plugged up. Yeah. I want to enjoy golf more for the steady play, not call it slow play, but I don't want to rush through my shots anymore. Who cares if you're 60 yards, clean shot at the green. I just want to take the extra 10 seconds, yeah. rethink the shot, and just yeah. go for it. Is this the club I want? Or if you walk across the fairway and you realize, oh, I can't hit five iron from this rough, but because there's a group behind me, I'm going to ram it anyway. Yeah. Like, I think we both are bad for that. And then, like you said, it was with COVID. Every fucking tee time, every day was slammed. Uh, yeah. Like, if you weren't playing around in three hours and 15 minutes, somebody was pissed off behind you. Which yeah, is which is totally asinine. Two groups in front of you that you can see. Like there was a lot of times this year where you had three people on one fucking fairway. Yeah, it's like you got a guy on the green, a guy waiting to hit his approach shot, a guy that just hit his drive because it's a par five, and yeah. then you have a team on the tee box. Yeah, like that's retarded. So I that that's my big thing is I want to continue to get out as much as we did. I'm I think I'm gonna mix some more par threes in this year just to shake it up who cares yeah it's it's good for a lot of the stuff that we are honestly pretty bad at yeah like especially me i don't chip worth shit it's like a chip and putt course really i might learn how to use the rest of my wedges and not just a pitching wedge the he says that and you guys are like oh yeah that's funny he doesn't golf but you fucking go golfing with this guy and it's like okay you're 110 out and he's like okay pitching wedge okay that's fair and it's like all right you're 80 out. It's like, oh, yeah, pitching wedge. It's like, okay. okay. And then it's like, okay, you're 35 yards out in a bunker. He's like, uh, pitching wedge will be fine. Yeah. It's fucking incredible to watch, <laughs> and it's just infuriating to fucking think about. Because like, I know you've got a 60 degree, and I know you've got a 50 degree in your bag. Yes. And now a 56 on order. It's just the fact that the pitching wedge works. That's all I can say. <laughs> fucking incredible. That's my goal this year is to break more wedges out. And I think that'll just go with, like I said, it's the mental thought. Because every time I get close, if I'm within 120 yards of a green, it's a pitching wedge. Yeah, no matter what. No matter what. But I think that'll kind of help our games will be the versatility because we are planning, playing different courses this year. We got different trips planned. Yep. We got out-of-town golf we want to play like there is an amateur tournament this year it's a scramble it's a two-man scramble but i think it'd be fun for you and i to go play yep because our games honestly complement each other because we both suck at different shit Uh, yeah actually i mean you slice left i slice right one of us hit a fairway (laughs) fuck can't be that hard you can get the approach shot and 
As long as you chip, yeah, then one of us will pray to God we make a putt. Whatever. <laughs> Good enough. So I think the versatility, especially at the beginning of the year, don't take it seriously. We're both going to learn so much, especially like you said. We kind of built on last year's bags. We're figuring it out again. And especially in Canada, you got to figure out your swing again. Yeah, very much so. We have to go six, five to six months without touching a club. Yeah, I mean, when was the last time we golfed? Uh, Thanksgiving? Just before. Was it that late? Me, personally, it was just before. I don't okay, know. I think mine was a bit earlier. Yeah, so Canadian Thanksgiving, so it's in October. Yeah. So I think my last round was the the first week of October. I think you were late September. Yeah, or at least close. Yeah, and if we... We don't start up golf yeah. unless we go April. for a trip at the end of April here. Yeah, yeah. At end of April, our local course opens up. Beginning of April if we leave town. Yep. So, yeah, six months and my wife will not let me swing a pitching wedge in the house anymore. So, I've got to hope the snow melts. <laughs> I know. I'm really contemplating getting out on the deck soon. Yeah. Get the simulator out, foam balls. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be good to go. And the the perk is for all the listeners out there that we have this going on. So, you'll probably get weekly updates of the good and the yeah. bad golf games. I was golf this week. Uh, let's just talk about football instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, All oh, right. by the way, I've retired. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've retired. That's the third time this year. Yeah, I know. All righty. What do we got going on? You got a lot on this list that I really don't know about. We're going to start off in the tech before we jump into the games. Fun facts for everyone dealing with COVID like the rest of us. Yeah. For anyone that's tried to buy almost any electronic consumer goods from a truck to a graphics card to anything that runs electricity through it really yeah it's been an enormous pain in the ass yeah so a little disclaimer that's come out in the grapevine is that if anyone wants to buy some storage for their computers yeah specifically western digital storage yeah m.2s and ssd do it now yeah because they had a little boo-boo and a little they fucked up 6.5 billion gigabytes of memory like, I know that I have a thousand gig M.2 from Western Digital in my computer. Yeah. I know what that looks like. So, to divide that into 650,000, because I think that's what the work, math works out to. Yeah. That's a big fucking stack M.2 drives. Yes. It was out of their quarter or half. I can't remember. It was roughly 40% of their inventory. Holy shit. It was, and what it is, is their contract with the supplier that, um, I don't know, it kind of joint builds it. Yeah. It's like, obviously, it's Western Digital, but they have their suppliers, blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, Somebody It was a fuck up in the supply chain. Oh, no. And it was, it was more or less, like, labeled as damaged goods. I couldn't find an exact, like, press release. I think they're trying to cover that up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I wouldn't want to fucking talk about it either. But they've put out a lot of press, even Western Digital has, that... There's going to be shortages on their part. So if you are the FedEx driver and you open a box of damaged goods and it is even say a hundred boxes of Western digital memory drives or storage drives, what are you doing with it? Throwing it in the fire? I don't know. No, no. Damaged goods. Cause I'll guarantee the 6.5 billion were not trash. I don't, well, it depends. A lot of the stuff you read, it was, like, it was non-recoverable. That's incredible. So, my guess, as a running joke for what's been going on around here, is it's in a sea can in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, no shit. We're stuck on the back of a fucking truck in the middle of Ottawa. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah, we're not talking about that one, but damn. Okay, so 6.5 billion gigs gets fucked up. Okay, actually, here we go. It's um from the... It's the NAND chip, so it's part of their memory process like that goes into these SSDs. It was manufacturing contamination, so it's full loss. Oh, man. How many people do you think got fired for this? I don't know. Because it can't just be one, right? It's got to be your QC guy. It's got to be the guy that was in charge of him because who lets somebody fuck up that badly? I bet there was numerous here. Probably. What their press release says is that it is the main component of SSDs. The prices can sp- are expected to spike anywhere from 10 to 20%. Okay. 
and that there will be shortages that affect the PC market over the next few months. The only thing that I am glad about is it was Western Digital. Yeah, it would it was, suck to be if it was Samsung. It was a brand that only makes storage, really. Honestly. Yeah, I say I don't know their product line much. Outside like they of that. have their their hard disk passports and their crypto keys and shit. But all they really do is storage. It wasn't like Samsung where all of a sudden it's TVs, storage yeah, drives. Yeah, lots of other chips. Like I think there was a lot more to be lost if this was a different company. Mm-hmm. Like don't get me wrong, 6.5 billion gigs is a lot. But with a different company, I feel like this could have been a lot worse. I'll agree with that. So that's like, I don't want Western Digital to fail, but if it was one of them, I'm glad it was them. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, I, I can't really argue that. It's just funny to see that, like, you hope, at least for us, you know, we're getting through COVID, we wanted to get over, and then poof. Yeah. By the way, there's we're back. more shortages, yeah. more issues, blah, blah, blah. Fucking brutal. So outside of that, it's while we're talking manufacturing, apparently there's no shortages coming on the new Samsung S22s. Interesting. So for anyone that lives under a rock, Samsung has officially press released, put out their release date for their next line of phones, which is new flagships S22 series, which is S22, S22 plus and S22 ultra. Yeah. And they drop into February, at least in North America. So are we really not expecting any shortages though? Like I know Samsung says. I definitely think there is. I don't know if you followed it. Samsung's last flagship that came out was the Zen 3 fold and flips. Yeah. So those are the phones with the foldable screens and stuff like that. The Flip 3, which is the smaller version, came out. Stock was good everywhere. I was really interested in the fold as well. I went in. I pursued it. I tried to just hold one to look at to know if I wanted to buy it, I don't know, eight months ago. Yeah. And... No one in Prince George up here had that period. Nice. Perfect. So, yeah, I'm sure there'll be definitely no shortages of this one. Yeah. And just like that, for all you know, you'll be able to get one of the three and not the other two. Yeah. And probably the most expensive one. Yeah. And it'll be bright pink and you won't be able to get a black or a white one. Yeah, exactly. So we were talking about it because iPhone just released their contender as well. Their new iPhone 13. Theirs has been out since fall. Yes, but it is this, yeah, this. Uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, generation. Yep. It is this generation's competing iPhone? That release seemed to go smoothly, and that was a little deeper into COVID, right? Because that was six months ago, roughly. Yep. I didn't hear about iPhone shortages. No, and I don't know if you paid attention or not. iPhone put out some press around that saying that they, whether they did or not, they advertised that they were on the ball for this. They chased down a lot of their suppliers and stuff and their manufacturing process to make sure to avoid it, especially on the phone release. Yeah. Because recently, um, Apple has had an issue with their iPad Pros. Yeah, I did hear about that kind of later last year. Yep. So I am glad that they learned from that, I'm going to call it on this phone release like you said they were chasing manufacturers whatever i really wanted samsung to do the same i know they say that there's not going to be shortages but next thing you know there's gonna be 6.5 billion phones washed into the ocean because somebody contaminated it with plastic yeah or for us we're not gonna have trucks to deliver them we're gonna just keep (laughs) keep hitting on that and you guys can pick your side yeah all right so, what do you got up there? Number two on the list. What happened? Oh, actually, I forgot about that. We're going to backtrack into sports a little bit. Yeah. So, the Edmonton Oilers. Great, great start to the season, actually. Great start to the season, actually. They came out hot, and I don't know what's happened, but the last, well, let's be generous, call it a month and a half, they have gone downhill extremely fast. Is that downhill? I thought they just fell off the cliff. Yeah, pretty much. The same equivalent. Okay good and they finally this was during this week so i don't know the exact day probably monday tuesday i believe it was 
Tuesday because I texted my buddy and I was making fun of him. And they put out the press. They fired their head coach. Yeah. I mean, when you're playing that badly, do you even need a coach, to be honest? But that's what I mean. Do you believe in taking that on on your coach when you have such a hot start to the season? He, I don't know. No, I don't. To put it simply, no, I don't. But he's the easiest guy to change to make a big impact. Okay, I'll agree with because that. Because you can't trade one player and it really, like, shake the team. Because the only guy you could trade would be McDavid. And if you trade McDavid, you're an idiot. Yeah. like So that's how it is. You fire the GM, you get a new GM. It's kind of like, eh, players don't really care because they don't. Like, I, yeah, it's they not do, necessarily affecting the locker room. Yeah, they do have a relationship, but everybody in the locker room is still the same. It's still the same things going on at practice. Whatever. You fire the coach, every single thing about that team's day-to-day operations is different. Yeah, but... Well, I don't I don't agree in taking it out on the coach, but it is the easiest thing to change in a losing team. I agree with that. It's just I'm curious about timing with their record recently leading into... We're, what, two months off playoffs? Kind yeah, of right after the All-Star break, they fired him, basically. So I'm, I'm just curious how that's going to benefit them. I hope it does. I used to be an Oilers fan. I'm not now as much, but I like to see that team prosper. Well, I mean, with fucking eight of the last 15 or 12 <laughs> number one picks, which only, like, three play on the team still. Yeah. The way that that dumpster fire has been over the last 12 years is fucking incredible. <laughs> yeah, but that's why it was so fun to watch at the start of this year. I went to one of the games and everything. It was it was good hockey. Yeah, that's great. With four of their number one picks in the KHL and one of them playing for the Devils. Actually, I don't even know where I really plays anymore. Uh, Seattle. Oh, okay, perfect. There you go. <laughs> God knows where Nile Yakupov went. I'm glad to see Nuge just finally doing something again. Yeah. But holy shit, man. For a guy that was supposed to be the next greatest player of all time, I really expected him and Dreisaitl. I'm talking about McDavid, by the way. Really expected those two to carry this team just a little harder. I don't know, but that's just it. It's hard to carry the team. When you look at them individually, they're having phenomenal seasons point-wise. That's great, man. That's super awesome that you can score five goals when your goalie's letting in eight. <laughs> okay, so there. Do you change your goalie, not your coach? I think you fire everybody that's not named McDavid and Dreisaitl. <laughs> Honestly. Let me know when you make your debut in the NHL. Man, I could definitely GM. I don't think it'd be hard. I see a lot of guys hold GM contracts for a lot of years, and their teams have not even been fucking close to a playoff game in a decade. Fair enough. It's like hockey, I find, is the worst sport for teams just continuously being bad year after year. Yeah, but I think that's just it. When you know you don't have contention options, you're just happy if you sell your quota of season tickets. Yeah, but if you do it fucking 10 years in a row, look at look at the Coyotes. <laughs> They've been terrible for 20 years. They're selling tickets for like seven bucks a piece. Like, how long till they have to sell and move? That's that's what I was going to say. At least they're still a franchise at the moment. Yeah, barely. <laughs> like, holy shit. Even Winnipeg is doing selling more tickets. Yeah, but I don't know. That's in Canada's blood. It's not. I don't know if you've seen our Olympic team, but I'm pretty sure we lost to America today. Did Yesterday. We? Sorry. Eh, whatever. Yeah. No NHLers there. That's why. Yes, that's true. True that. All yeah. right. I, yeah, anyways, back to that segue. Let's have you lead us into the gaming here. No, no, no. We got one more sports thing we got to talk about here. Oh, okay. So a little controversy with the Russian Olympic Committee. Oh, right. Because it is not Russia at the Olympics because they were banned last Olympics because of a doping scandal. Mm-hmm. So Russia is not allowed an Olympic team quote unquote, I don't really know how you want to put it, for two Olympics, three Olympics, something like that. I'm not even sure, but yeah. So the Russian Olympic Committee, the ROC, which is basically just fucking Team Russia all over the place. Yeah. Their 15-year-old female figure skater won, well, almost won gold the other day, last week. She She may have won it for a few seconds. Yeah, she had a great showing. She skated her ass off and failed the post-game piss test. Yeah, miserably. Yeah, like not even fucking close. It wasn't like a little bit of doping. It was a lot of doping. I just, I, like, I get 
I'm a very firm advocate that someone at 15 has to be somewhat a little bit clueless to like all that. Like, it's not just her idea. She doesn't wake up at 12 years old. Like, I'm going to go to the Olympics and I'm going to dope to get there. You're telling me she hasn't been groomed since the last Olympics when she turned 11? No, no, no but that's what I mean. It was influenced into her. Oh, by yeah, else. absolutely. And I hate to see that. Could you imagine being 15 year old killing it? That like you're going to have freaking mental trauma for a long time. Yeah. Realistically, she would have probably four, maybe five more Olympic debuts in her lifetime, in her career. Yeah. And now I really hope we don't see her in four years. Yeah. That, that sounds I, terrible <laughs> because I'm, I'm honestly talking shit about a 15 year old kid. But it's like anybody that now plays for Russia or is affiliated with the Russian Olympic Committee, just because of one doping scandal, your name's kind of shit. You know, and I agree with that, but I want to play devil's advocate and hope that we see her in four years. She's got a new team with her, like her personal team. Yeah. Comes out, owns it, kills it, wins again, and just like proudly pees in a cup. Yeah, pisses water. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like that, but... I don't see it happening. I mean, not even with the Russian doping scandal, but even with how they're taking their COVID precautions. I'm not sure if you saw that part of it last week with their hockey teams. Yeah, okay, I did see that. So the Russian female hockey team would not disclose any of their COVID test results, any of their vaccination records, anything. So in their female hockey game against Canada... All the Canadian girls are wearing their masks. N95 masks yeah. under a hockey cage. Yeah, N95 under a fucking hockey cage because the Russian team would not produce anything COVID-related. So obviously there somebody was positive, right? Yeah. Because if everybody's negative, you just say, no, we're good. Here's the records. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's fucked. I couldn't, like that alone, I couldn't imagine playing a hockey game like that. I'd die, period. Oh, Yeah. I'd be sucking air something fierce. Like I, you'd have a better chance of watching me inhale an N95 mask. I mean, you'd probably see it. Not even try to do it. It would probably happen. So, uh, like, how long until we see Russia just be like completely annexed from the Olympics? <laughs> the only thing. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Sorry, World War Three is happening. Uh, I forgot only, about that. The only thing I'm not going to comment on that until we Sorry. get through. Sorry. Other current events right now. <laughs> we'll move on to gaming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll revisit this in a month when the Olympics are done and we know what's happened with that. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, we're moving right into gaming. Yesterday, big announcement from Infinity Ward and the new Activision squad. Yeah, you told me about this. I didn't see this actually at all. So the new Modern Warfare 2, 2 yeah. really is what it is because it's the second... Modern Warfare 2. Like we touched on last time, kind of. Yeah, as well as Warzone 2 have officially been announced for this year's Call of Duty game. Oh, they, so Warzone is coming out this year as well. Warzone is going to come out with Modern Warfare the second. Okay. So they're both being rebuilt, ground up. No more adding to the old Warzone. Thank God. A lot of people are hoping that they get rid of last gen support no x no more xbox 360 no more xbox one especially for warzone because they want it to be capable doing the full 120 fps on console everything okay i just want to touch on that to the fact i think they should build it on the base for next gen period but still run options potentially for the last gen consoles only because of what we talked about earlier and that's availability yeah yes don't don't make it available for Xbox 360 or PS3. Yes. Straight up, don't do that. But everybody who has wanted one has an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4. And chances are, if you're that hardcore and you don't have a PC, a lot of people have gotten a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, because for us being casuals, like, at least up here in northern Canada, I'll call it mid-interior, whatever. It's hard to get that stuff still. Yes, it is. But... You and I do both have good gaming PCs, so we're not really console guys anyway. No, I, yes. But I think your hardcore console guys, like we got a couple guys at work that do have new consoles. Yeah. So it's not impossible. It's just kind of a workaround. But back to the game, they are trying to kind of cut that 
last gen shit. Make sure everything's optimized. They want console gamers to actually be able to compete with PC gamers. Whether your mouse and keyboard versus controller is not the argument anymore. It is now your PC versus console guys. Yeah. Because there is benefits of running on PC. There always will be. Oh, period. Even, yes. No, ma- no matter what. Whatever. No matter what happens. You're just, your hardware is going to be better and it probably always will be. Yeah. For the, a long time. Yeah. foreseeable future. So they are trying to kind of, they're not closing the gap, but they're trying to minimize it by building it for next gen. See, and I like that because I think honestly any next gen, new gen, current gen, whatever the fuck you want to call it game should be able to manage 144 hertz on console because any, it doesn't matter if you're a casual gamer or not, you understand the benefit of these frame increases yeah. for anyone that hasn't done it that still plays on their 60 hertz panel, 1080 or 4K try a 140 you will love life you don't even need a 140 even a 120 is a big difference yeah well yeah same yeah yeah but so the one good thing like the one thing that might even pull me back into warzone trying it again they are doing this on a completely new engine so they're dropping whatever the fuck they were using before the i think they were on unreal i don't know totally but they're building this game Right from the ground up, brand new engine, specifically, allegedly, specifically made for the Warzone Modern Warfare, the second games. Yeah. Like, this engine is being made for Call of Duty. That's sweet. That makes me optimistic. Yeah, it puts a lot of faith back in my mind. And the other thing that I like to see is Infinity War is taking it over. I do like that, too. Because we've seen with well raven software (laughs) specifically is possibly one of the worst ran game development companies in terms of um community involvement yeah listening to your community at least yeah i mean you've got these content creators that have hundreds of thousands of viewers concurrently if you have the correct four playing together yeah you've got at least 200,000 viewers just watching four guys play video games. Yeah. And these guys constantly run into hackers. They constantly run into bugs. That's what I mean. They they have to get an anti-cheat right. This anti-cheat, I don't know if you've seen it. It's fucking retarded. It doesn't work. Because not even that. Like, I get they're trying to increase bands when they started it. The bands increased by, like, 400% or something. Well, but I mean, when I you love... go from banning zero to banning four, of course they go up 400%. Fair enough. But, like, the whole little nerf thing that they do? Yeah, so we're talking about a lot of people are calling it skill-based hit registration. Oh, okay. So that's what they're calling it. So if you are too skilled, quote-unquote, or hacking, yeah, like if your crosshair is stuck on the player for too long, it will either make your bullets not register as hits or it will just deal zero damage. You'll still register, you'll still get the hit marker, but the other guy's health won't drop. Yeah, and it's so funny to see people rage. It's hilarious to watch people rage, but you also see very, very good Call of Duty players who play this game probably, I don't know, what's 18 times (laughs) 7? That many hours a week losing because of this, and it's guys like that you know don't cheat. Like, you see... Hunter T. Tommy, you see Aiden, like... That's what I mean. It's not... It's a good fix for the general players, but it's not an answer, period. It's backfired quite hard. And that's the thing with the current Warzone is it's still a shithole of a game that's lost so much of its player base. It's so much worse with the new map, personally. I think it's fucking terrible. I don't even think I've played it. It's like you're dropped into some fucking savanna jungle in the middle of Bombadesh. Like... It's fucking horrendous. The new vehicles they've added, they have like planes with guns on them and shit now. I know the planes are a big downfall. I I don't even fucking understand how the game works anymore. I was a decent Verdansk Warzone player just because I can play an FPS game. Yeah. This game, I don't have a fucking clue what's going on at any point in time. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not even on the same fucking field as these guys. So put it this way. Are you excited enough with this news that you'll pre-order? (laughs) <laughs> I thought you were going to say buy it. Yes, I'll buy it. No, I'm not fucking pre-ordering it. Okay. I think 
I've been burned enough times. I'm going to say in the last four years with my pre-orders, yeah. I'm done. Not just with Call of Duties, not just with Infinity Ward, just pre-orders in general. Okay. I mean, you and I both saw it. We got Battlefield 2042. Which is becoming free to play. Yeah. The, well, there's also 150,000 signatures demanding refunds. Yeah. So I got burned on that. Um, Call of Duty Verdansk. Uh, or Verdansk. Vanguard. Yeah. I pre-ordered that. It's fucking terrible. It's easily <laughs> the worst Call of Duty in four years. That's awesome. It's fucking horrendous. Uh, Fallout 76. Fucking terrible. The worst Fallout I've ever played in my life. So actually, I'm going to say please don't pre-order because apparently you have a really bad track record. Yeah, no, I won't be, to put it that way. Uh, are you going to do it? Uh, probably. You pre-order it. I, um, I didn't buy the first mod- new Modern Warfare. Yeah. But I got to play a lot of it, and it kind of brought me home. I really enjoyed it. Like we've said, the gunplay is different. It's better. The gunplay is unbelievable in that one compared to the last two. To me, it feels like traditional Call of Duty that I remember. And I never even used to play it on PC. It was always console. Yeah, me too. So with them taking over, pushing the same thing, like I'm big into um, recreational shooting and stuff. So I like the modern guns and stuff. Yes. So there's a big enough draw for me as well. I'm I'm all in for this, I think, come November. Okay. I like that. Now... (laughs) I'm going to play a little bit of Devil's Advocate. This is a modern warfare game. Like we've seen in the past, you get your controversial missions. We've seen uh, (laughs) Modern Warfare 2 has no Russian. Uh, We've seen a recent new game get blasted and dropped because they wanted uh, controversial missions in Ready or Not. Yeah. With this being a modern wartime game in 2022, are we going to see a Ukraine-based mission? I don't care, honestly. Yes, you do. I I don't. Just because of the fact I like it. It's, But I draw the line at the fact it's a fucking video game. Even you for can't say that. Does, We're going to get canceled. For, <laughs> that's just it. The cancel culture shit going on. Whatever, I'm not even going to touch on it. <laughs> I'm an advocate that you draw your line, you can go on TV, watch your fucking news, what's going on in the world, and then guess what? You turn that off, Yeah. you jump into a game that is whatever you want it to be, and you yeah. leave it at that, period. Yeah. You know, it's it's weird. It's like watching a movie on anything controversial. It's yeah. a fucking movie, people are getting paid to do this, and you disconnect. Yeah. That's a fair answer. That's all there's to it. I mean, maybe for reasonable folk, but... (laughs) I mean, if playing Grand Theft Auto makes me a mass murderer, then I should probably, number one, be on the World Poker Tour because I've played enough fucking... uh, Whatever that stupid... What the hell is it? Old Western poker game is called. Should probably be on the tour. I should probably be a professional F1 driver because I've been playing racing games since... Gran Turismo the second. This is what I mean. But all but it, all because of a little violence, everybody's just losing their shit. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. I'm excited. <laughs> if anything, I hope there's Okay, I'm gonna tread carefully here. <laughs> I'm a proponent for those types of missions because it's it's not something that's repeated often, right? No, they have a place in the world. And it is, honestly, if it's done appropriately, it's a good way to learn about the kind of shit because it does happen in real life. It is. And like, for example, I'm going to touch on that. Like, Ready or Not's thing was a school shooting scenario. Yeah. And not. No, and you weren't the school shooter. They're not promoting you being a school shooter. Exactly. They are promoting you as the SWAT team stopping the school shooter. So I'm a proponent saying that this brings awareness to everything and. For the guy, for honestly, like you think about it, you're at home, you're seeing the shit going on in the U.S. Mainly, like not to stereotype or anything. Well, it's not a stereotype when it's a fucking statistic, but the shit happens and you get to sit at home and you're like, whatever, you're the home hero. Like, oh, I wish I could have done something. It's not to the fact that 
you you get you have the opportunity to go and live that through your video games. That's what they're there for. You get to try stuff that you never get to do in real life. You get to do it safely, responsibly, and you get to have fun doing it. Yeah. You pay your fifty dollars, whatever, to live and play in your own fucking fictional world. Yeah. It, no matter how realistic your game is, every single game is a fantasy game scenario. Yes. No matter what, like you could name any single fucking video game maybe besides vr job simulator <laughs> and it's a fantasy it's something that will never happen in real life to 99 and a half percent of the global population yep like yes it does deal with real things that do happen often Take but with a grain of salt world war three what <laughs> i'm done <laughs> okay so you're gonna pre-order it I'm going to play it on your computer and then I'll buy it. Okay. Um, is this the game we've been waiting for? Because I don't know about you. I'm bored and I'm burnt out. That's the only downside is like, I want to say yes, but I want to say, I hope not because we're, that's eight months away. Yeah. But what really like we've talked about current Warzone sucks. Current call of duty sucks. Current battlefield is a dumpster fire. We play Fortnite, but it's so gimmicky sometimes that all I want to do is smash things. Yeah. I can't get an Apex. I don't know if I'm too old for that shit, but I just am terrible at it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I, I'm out of stuff to play. I guess I'm waiting for freaking PGA 2K22. Oh, I'm, I'm going to play the shit out of that <laughs> game, man. I just want to make sure that I can take my, my player, skip small tournaments and just spend time in the gym that way i can smash my drives further i hate you so much if my guy can't bench 485 by the time the fedex cup rolls around <laughs> and he can't drive it 415 i'll just retire before the. FedEx i would love cup. to see them make that a more relevant part of the game just because of what bryson's done recently i feel like it's happening man <laughs> i feel like it's gotta happen he's getting his youtube channel him and Kyle Berkshire are blowing up the Cobra drivers right now. It's got to be coming. I hope so. That's all I used to say because that's what I mean. There's no big releases really that I'm waiting for at the moment. No. Like Call of Duty is the only one that's got me excited recently and then depressed again when I think about how far away it is. Yeah. And, I mean, we have, we have played late quote-unquote bigger releases like we did play halo infinite for quite a bit yeah but whatever i mean it got old we did both play a lot of uh forza horizon 5 true which i, I went back to that recently but it's the same thing it's one that you go to when you think of it yeah it's not one to dump a ton of time into consecutively yeah. i mean honestly i think in the last week and a half my most played game has been uh pokemon arceus yeah if i'm being totally honest we haven't even talked about that game on this show. True. Oh, my God. I'll have to play a little more this week. We'll touch base with that. Yeah. I'm just looking at the time. We're already an hour in. We can't go down that rabbit hole right now. <laughs> okay. So we're both done our drinks. We're coming to the end of the episode. Still stand by this as a decent rum and coke? Yes. I, I think come tomorrow, actually, maybe we'll try it. We'll grab some other stuff because I, I want to see this in a kind of a fruity yeah drink. tropical mixed drink yeah i think it would accent it very very well like uh like when you're in mexico and you order a rum punch or something what was this one called again blackwell 007 fine jamaican rum yeah i i i think that's gonna go we're gonna have to try that yeah i mean my wife's a big uh rum punch drinker yeah so honestly i think she has one of these probably blacks out and loves it oh probably i'm gonna be totally honest with you <laughs> So we'll we'll definitely be trying that tomorrow night. We'll uh, one of us will be upset about the Super Bowl. Yep, you'll hear all about that. Uh, so should we drop our uh, big news today then? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah, we'll do that with this. Yeah. We so this is our well, fuck. We're five months in, honestly, almost. Yeah. Very close. Uh, we've decided we're gonna kind of transition away from our logo. We are releasing a new logo right now. Yes, a little cleaner. Yeah, put, to put it simple, a little more minimalistic. Um, yeah, like Caleb said, it's just it's just a little cleaner. Uh, we have put it on a shirt and a hoodie now. Yep, as well as a couple stickers, just kind of to see what it looks like. I like it a lot. I agree. 
Uh, we we're gonna release it with this episode. It will be the new thumbnail, ideally, as long as it goes smoothly tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I mean. We, 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 we got everything. We have together the files now. and we everything, so you'll see it pop up definitely through the thumbnail through YouTube and then on you'll Instagram see it creeping into all of our socials. Yeah, right away. yeah. So we are we're super excited about that. We are looking just even as soon as we we have finally moved all our recording stuff into the studio now. Working on getting it set up. Yeah. It's not as easy as we both thought it would be. <laughs> like every anything to do with yeah. this, yeah. So when you start seeing us on the Spotify video, we will have a little bit of merch. We will have some stickers just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Not available for sale because we're two guys that work in fucking factory jobs, basically, and we don't really have the time to put together a labor line. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there we're, one day. We're getting there yeah. as, as soon as we get the Joe Rogan contract. <laughs> But we are still invested, like we keep saying every week. We're having a shitload of fun with this. And we learned something new on how to use our software and how to talk to you guys every week. Exactly. I didn't even know we had an Instagram post up today until you said something. So yep, you we're bet. rolling. We are doing great. <laughs> on that note, I think we call it there. Yeah, that's it. All right. We've had a great week talking to you guys. Like we said, uh, this will go up after the Super Bowl, but we are recording it before. So next week is Super Bowl. Pokemon Arceus, Caleb's pick for booze. Yep, it'll be a good one. Just because it'll oh, be a good one. Okay, confident. Well, it's a super blood, so we got to. That's fair. Love it. Love it. Yeah. All right. Cool. There we go. There you have it. If it sucks, we're both going to say it's great. Yeah, no <laughs> questions about that. <laughs> All right, guys. Like we said, thanks for hanging out every week. Every Sunday we are out unless we get COVID. But we appreciate it, and we love hanging out with you guys. Yeah, until next time, guys. Peace out.